1: To another episode of the World's Team on the Volume Voice Network in partnership with ESPN Nation. I am Meg Murray, and I am joined as always by Paul Stewart. Hey, Paul, how's
2: it going? Pretty good, pretty good. It's the weekend. Um, Yeah. What are you doing this weekend? This weekend, I am going to watch the Celtic versus Inverness Caledonian Thistle Scottish Cup final with my father, and yeah, and basically, if Celtic win the Scottish Cup. They've won every domestic trophy in all competitions in Scotland, so they've done the treble. So Is that
1: just this season,
2: just this season. Wow! So they've won everything. They've won the league. They've won the league cup, and are on the verge of winning the Scottish FA Cup. So, uh, so are it's they
1: favoured to win
2: by a long slide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually quite surprised Inverness Venice, Caledonia Thistle actually got to the final, but it's just how the, the cards have been dealt. There's always going to be that one team that does surprise you. It actually does make it to the final, but personally, I think Celtic are just way too strong of a team. They've got a good manager. They've got a good squad. I think it's just going to be a couple of nice cup of beers in the sun watching the game.
1: Are you going to the actual game or are you...
2: No, no, I'm not going to the game. Uh it's at the National Stadium, which is at Hamden Park, which is an absolute nightmare to get home from. <laughs> um, I will say. Um, but no, I'm just gonna watch it with my dad. Oh.
1: You're gonna sit on a patio? You said there was some sunshine involved.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm gonna like while the game's finished, I'll probably just chill out at my mom and dad's house, crack open a couple of beers and just <laughs> chill out. <clears throat>
1: Sounds like a day.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it actually.
1: Cute. I have to see uh what the old Celtic Bar is doing over here in Dallas for tomorrow.
2: Hey, that's a show, by the way. You should actually, if you're if you're up early enough, and if uh, you should go and check it out for sure.
1: What time would it be over here? Like six or nine? Uh,
2: let me tell you when kickoff is actually. Uh, uh bear with me one moment uh so it is a 5 30 kickoff which would be 11 30. oh
1: that's not bad
2: it's not too bad at all actually huh.
1: this is interesting now
2: all right i should go contact the, dallas-
1: contact show at the celtic bar
2: <laughs> absolutely definitely contact the dallas would celtic support I I have
1: my scotland jersey. jersey
2: not at all not at okay. all just just, just, say, come on, you boys in green. And they'll, yeah. be, like, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, p- p- pints of Guinness, p- like snake bites. It's all, it's all, uh, it's a party.
1: It's a party. Yeah, Um, I took Paul to a pub in Dallas. And I think, what did I get? I thought, I got a, like a cider with a Guinness. And like, I think that he was going to pass out. See,
2: like, I like, what is that? Because <laughs> okay, normally we would do beer inside it and we caught call it snake bites. Yeah. But I've never ever seen someone do that with a cider in a Guinness before. So that was like a completely new experience. But I will say it was actually quite nice.
1: Oh, oh, now you say it. You were dogging me the whole time. I w- yeah,
2: I was dogging. I, like, I, my,
1: you like, like, I told I, my friends I, and they said, you're disgusting. And I was like, And yeah, okay.
2: Initially, <laughs> initially, I didn't say that, yeah. Until I actually tried it. I was like, uh, I think Meg's onto something here, actually.
1: Well, you know, we like to bastardize the uh, pub traditions that you guys have into American things. So it's just what we do.
2: I'm all here for it. <laughs>
1: At least that one passed your pub test. So Harwood Arms in in a uh, Dallas passes the pub test.
2: Certainly does.
1: <laughs> I am gonna be on a boat, hopefully. Um Maybe. now that I'm looking at the weather, I'm like worried. I don't know, it doesn't look like there's really gonna be any actual rain. So hopefully it'll still work out in my favor. But, you know, just a little boat day with Captain Jeff. So
2: at least you've got, you, like, you guys have got a luxury to do that type of stuff. Me, I need to drive all the way to Loch Lomond, and it costs you a fortune to take a boat out for the day. So it's like, it's very not common for us to take boats out here at all. It's just it too expensive.
1: pays to know a, a guy with a, a boat business.
2: Ah, there we go.
1: <laughs> so I hope everyone else is having a good weekend this weekend. um, you know, enjoy the sunshine, wear it, where you have it.
2: Absolutely. Cowboys nation, get your feet up, have a couple of beers, have a cool That's one.
1: Right. We are in the time of the year where, you know, things are a little more relaxed, a little chill. Yeah. But uh, they, they still do have those OTAs. So uh, Mr. Paul is going to tell us how it all went down.
2: Yes. So on Thursday, um, which was probably the last practice um, of the OTAs. So that Prescott targeted Peden Henderson, dropped a pass, and it was picked off by rookie sixth rounder Eric Scott. Uh, Matt Wallesko has been seen playing both right tackle and at left guard. Um, Sammy Fuhuko has been actually been making some big plays. He uh, called in a big touchdown reception during a seven on seven two minute drill. Uh, Jalen Tolbert is looking a lot more comfortable, but he did have a drop. Um, Osa Odikizua and Tyler Tyler Smith. Sorry, my tongue just. One abs- of
1: the Smith guys. One of the
2: Smiths, any Smith at all? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're getting a little bit physical, despite there was no shoulder pads and no helmets, so they were getting a bit too close for comfort, um, okay, especially okay, for okay. for an OTA. Okay. So it's going to get spicy during actual proper training camp when it's. Full contact, so that would be good. Mike
1: worried about getting fined, so I. Yeah. his wife's probably more worried about them getting fined. But you know what? Better watch that pocketbook. You're going to have to pay the fine, bros. I
2: know. Um. Also, Luke Shoemaker has been walking about with a boot uh, on his right foot today, and oh. the reports are saying he's got plantar fasciitis. So it's just not,
1: not fun at all.
2: It's annoying. It's not serious, it's easily treatable. Um, just it's going to require maybe a couple of days, a week or so, just to kind of like fix the arch in your foot, get it rested up, make sure that the movement in there is all, all good, it's all nice and relaxed, and you should be good to go again. Um, also, a uh, Trenton Visciano, uh the kicker was six for eight, um, was wide at. Forty-four yards and wide right at fifty-five yards. Um, Tony Pollard and Tyrone Steele opened up the practice outdoors on rehab with uh, Brett Brown. Then Pollard joined the team inside for mental reps and just re- and as of yesterday, uh, uh, this is not nothing to do with OTAs, but we got to see uh, Overshawn showing some of our hidden talents out there uh, at the a uh, rookie premiere. Uh, hosted by DallasCowboys.com's Kyle Yeomans. I don't know, if, have you seen seen the video yet, Meg? I
1: have not.
2: Oh my goodness. Right. <laughs> so uh, the question was asked, it's like, if there's one thing you could do better than all your teammates on stage right now, what can it be? And Overshawn just stepped up to us and said, like, I can sing. I can sing. Right. And he stepped up and absolutely balled out singing some country music. It was... Are- yeah, I am not joking. It's fantastic, and he actually sounded really good. I really, I, I thought it was awesome.
1: Ooh, all right, I'm gonna have to alert Kelsey so she can help him out with his Western gear.
2: Well, there you go. He does love his cowboy hats over Sean. That's been as we saw back in the draft.
1: Yes, gotta get him some Luke Casey boots. Oh yeah. He'll be around, <laughs> That's cool. I feel like we usually have a little musical talent on the team somewhere. So nice to see him pop out. We've just been with Kelvin Joseph, I guess, is has been the
2: Yeah. Like, yeah, listen, let's not go into that room. <laughs> I'm
1: still waiting to see if he could be a good safety. We'll soon find out.
2: Yeah. Like, time will tell. What like, I'm I'm sure he's and going into this training camp, there is going to be some plans for him, but it's really up to Kelvin Joseph to really step up this year. If he really yeah. wants, like, I think his NFL career is definitely on the line. Oh, yeah. Like, for him being a second round draft pick and he's only been really utilized in special teams, it's not really been a good investment so far. So he needs to step up if he wants to have any significant future being an, an NFL player, not so much a Dallas Cowboys player. It's just a harsh truth. It really is.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that writing is on the wall for that one, so not super surprising. Did you see that uh, Jake Ferguson got invited to Tight End University?
2: I did. <laughs> I, I, I'm honestly, like, I know we we drafted Shoemaker and stuff like that, but I'm really excited to see the development for Jake Ferguson. Like, he came on late for the Cowboys. Like, he filled in for Dalton Schultz when he was out. Did a really good job. Like, and for a fourth rounder uh, coming from Wisconsin, I think he's done exceptionally well. And everyone knows, like, well, not everyone knows, but you get the idea. If you're a rookie tight end, like being a fourth rounder, you're not expected to kind of make big plays or get much game time. But every time he has been on the field, he has made some really wow, wow moments, like, so I'm really excited to see what he can uh, do for his second season.
1: Yeah. And that's why, like, I think we, we talked about this when we were discussing like who they may draft. Um, Just, I was so surprised that everyone was like beating the drum for tight end. Not that it's not a need, but just everyone was like, Oh, first round, second round, whatever. I just never thought with, that group i know they're young but it just seems like we were in a pretty good spot at that position and like a, like you and i wanted to address o-line mm-hmm. as a priority over tight end but yeah. uh, i am i'm excited to see what schumach does but um i have always been a little high on like ferguson and uh henderson's like potential
2: I, I totally agree like People say you could have the the best wide receiver core out there, but we could might potentially say, given, given time, might have the best tight end core.
1: Well, in the tight end position, I guess you know coming into the league when Dak did at with Wetton at the helm, and then you know going from that to just cultivating a great relationship with you know Jarwin and really with Schultz. Um, the tight end position has always been kind of his little safety blanket position. So to have guys that, you know, can take on the torch from the last guy. Um, yeah, oh. and
2: I, I think this is quite a good good thing you just mentioned, it's the safety blanket. It's like, Ferguson's now going to be one of those safety blankets for tight end as is Henderson. but now you're adding an extra safety blanket. Like, if one tight end goes out, at least you're still going to have a safety blanket It's still capable of making big plays when it really matters.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's it's going to be huge to, and the fact that they've been working out like all off season together. Yep. That's um, it's great. And just the, that that room usually has good vibes. So Luke's a Luke's in a good place. <laughs>
2: yeah. And I like, I would like to see what the chemistry is like when Shoemaker meets up with Ferguson and Hendershot, because yeah. we we noticed that throughout the season that Ferguson and Hendershot had a bit of a bromance. Like off, like on the side lanes and stuff like how and I laugh and stuff like that. Like, like they're like, I don't know. I'm trying to find a comedy act, really, but but you're now adding you an really artic- not
1: Understand this reference, but to me, they were kind of like Zach Braff and Donald Faison, like the guys from Scrubs.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's actually quite a good one, actually. Yeah, I can I can see where you're going with that. Actually, I c- I can get behind that.
1: I thought they were cute. They're little kitties.
2: Now you got a trifecta now.
1: Yeah, just add another one in the mix. Yeah, but like, and so just you know, from what I've heard from you know Dalton and stuff like that, like that they've all just like been really supportive of each other. And I know mm-hmm. that like Peyton and Jake will carry that on, bringing Luke into the mix. So I think that there's a bright future for that tight end position. I'm not too worried about those guys.
2: I'm not. I'm not particularly worried about it at all.
1: Not one bit.
2: No, there's the, there's the English Mary Poppins accent going again.
1: That's Murray Poppins to you.
2: <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, I need you to talk cap space to me. Like, what's the whole stuff? Everything with Ezekiel Elliott is going down. What? Are, what are the? What is the word on the street?
2: Right. So obviously, from June first, Ezekiel Elliott. Um is basically we've now just uh saved um over 20 million in cap space. So it's a lot of like so I'm just reading the article right now. So um adding another 10.9 million in space of a grand total of 21.4 million since uh Ezekiel uh, is no longer with the Dallas Cowboys. So um it creates room for improvement for other positions. There could be other players that we could Ran into the current roster, or there could be players we would like to retain for the future. So, we've got options what we can do with that cap space. So, for example, get Trevon Diggs signed to a new deal, get CD Lamb signed to a new deal, or look like Saturn Steel, Steele, all those type of things. Like get them to like a not well maybe like a team friendly deal, but get, get keep but just keep them here in a more longer term for his development. And vice versa for like, there could be some free agent players that may be getting released from other teams. We could bring them in. So there's a lot of what this, like when it comes to the front office, the office is not closed yet. There's still going to be plenty of business going ahead. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, in that, I feel like that makes people think about, you know, maybe a D-hop, maybe like we get that digs deal signed. I think that's probably the most likely thing to happen is to get digs some money, but um, we'll yeah. see.
2: Yeah, for me, Dex is probably priority number one, and priority number two is get Lamb signed onto a new contract. For me, that's the two, the first two. Um, other than that, I just like to get some of the other positions just to get some more rotation in there, like offensive line. Get some other, get more bodies in there because we didn't do it, I feel so we didn't do enough in the draft. We could do be more veteran base faces in the O line as well, because the veterans that we've got right now is Zach Martin and uh, Tyron Smith, who are the oldest guys in our O-line right now. And we've got Tyler Smith going into his second season. We've got Terrence Steele in his third season. Like, even though they're considered as veterans now, but we could do with someone that's had actually had a bit more years on the clock like knows more they can bring bring to the table so I think that's tr- still something a possibility we could look into using that cap space for sure
1: yeah I mean I, I just let everybody on Twitter tell um Stephen how to spend his money uh just because I know <laughs> that he's the one who's doing it and he's not, also not listening to us but sometimes we break through so keep at it, I say.
2: I d- to be fair, I did give Stephen a good market proposal of doing the not just America's team, it's the Waddle's team t-shirt. And he'd actually like the idea, but he's not one through with it yet.
1: Well, when you guys invade, um, you can really get that in motion.
2: Oh, don't you worry, we will. <laughs> and saying <laughs> that, I do have an update in regards to that. So we have been speaking from our friends in Germany uh the big d deutschland cowboys fans group and uh, the to- thomas um who is actually going to be on the same flight as us going over to thanksgiving so we're going to be completely international going as we're traveling along to let's go so we've got Canada coming over we've got germany and we've got the uk coming over so it's going to be a nice international takeover and like i keep saying this really is the world's team. There is no shadow doubt of about it.
1: <laughs> That's insane. I love that they're all hopping on board too. That's great.
2: Yeah, so it, it makes it makes sense as well because everyone knows that when the Frank game is, everyone knows it's going to be a home game. So it makes kind of sense for other fans. So at least we know, and it's a more longer time period to actually save more money for your traveling, your accommodation, et cetera. If you were to come here at like the start of the season, it could be a bit more expensive that way, depending on where you play, especially if it's on the road. Because let's be honest, like every home away game for the Cowboys seems to be the most expensive one. Like you remember Tampa Bay a couple of years ago, they were wanting tickets for like $400 at least. For like on the, the nosebleeds and stuff like that. Uh,
1: to be fair, let me give you guys a little hack. And I I said this five thousand million times too. I went with two of my friends. My friend Greg would not wait to buy the tickets. Um, and I was like, I think we just buy them the day before. And he was like, No, I have to we have to have tickets before we get on the plane. And I was like, Okay. So he buys them like two or three months in advance. And yeah, if he's listening to this, I am making fun of you. Um, <laughs> but I, I said that a million times. He, the tickets were like 300 something and they were, they were up top. Like, they were good seats, whatever. Um, like the day before, like when we, when we were in Tampa, we landed, my other buddy bought the, bought his ticket, same, same general area, 150.
2: That's crazy! So going for half the price.
1: Yeah, that was that was the away game. I figured, and that's what you were talking about, right? In Tampa.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like there was a like I I remember very clearly because I was actually thinking about going to that game, going to Florida. Yeah. And and I just saw the prices for tickets, and I was just like, nope.
1: Well, and so that's what I did with when I went to the game in Charlotte. I was actually at a bachelorette party, um, on like the coast of North Carolina, and I was like. I have a flight back out of like the airport over here, but I could switch it to Charlotte if there's like decent tickets. And I went down to the wire. It was like the night before the game. It was like Saturday night, and I looked and I was like, three hundred bucks lower bowl. Let's go, baby!
2: Man, I tried to play like,
1: that, they were like five hundred something, and I was like, no, nah, can't do it.
2: Yeah. So wait for
1: the last minute when people are getting desperate.
2: So you're saying is don't get my Seattle Seahawks ticket yet during the day before. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> really noted.
1: <laughs> well, and, but that's an, that's a home game. So Cowboys games are a little different. I don't have any way to tell you like, what's the best thing to do for that? Because thankfully my father has tickets. So I've never had to fight in these streets for a ticket. Um,
2: I would, so I, would, I would I would like to think it be the same. I would like to think it' be the same scenario. It could be like last minute things. So. people might it's like, oh, we can't go anymore. let's put them up on NFL yeah. ticket exchange type of thing, try and get some money back from it, etc.
1: I would think so. yeah, when we can't go to games, we'll do that, but I don't think we've ever they've never dropped to face, but they're never like as expensive as they could be. Mm. So <clears throat> we'll see. And you never know. Maybe my dad doesn't want to go to the game, and you can come with me. Hey. We'll see. We'll see what he's up to.
2: Uh, We'll see what happens.
1: Wild one, that Gene. Wild card. (laughs) (laughs) Either way, I always say waiting to the last minute is not a terrible idea because people are gonna like need to offload tickets. So just have faith.
2: I could always sweeten the deal for your dad for a bottle of whiskey. Then
1: he'll take it. (laughs) <laughs> honestly it would probably be my mom she'd be like I don't have to go
2: your dad would be like okay where's my bottle of whiskey and your mom's just like it's like what whiskey <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> she'll be like where's that toilet wine that you were talking about
2: oh my god I can't believe you keep saying that <laughs>
1: Toilet wine is. Shit. I genuinely thought that's what you were saying. Like, it was like, like if you were to talk about like this stuff called franzia here that comes in a bag, like, I would say that's like shitty wine. I thought that's what you were <laughs> saying.
2: Right. I need to, I need to, I need to pause what you say because we need to give context here for anyone that's just listening here for the first time. So, I, so. From my neck of the woods here in Scotland, Bonnie, Scotland, up all in the mountains, all wearing kilts, we're looking very like William Wallace, we have a caffeinated tonic wine and we call it Buck Fast, right? And, and we
1: say tonic, like T-O-N-I-C. completely uh,
2: missed. <laughs> yeah, you translated that after a couple of shots of tequila. thought I said, toilet. That's what you thought I said. Well,
1: st- there were shots of tequila on both sides here, so you were. That's
2: true. Keeping- that's yeah, true.
1: But- listening in okay.
2: Uh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the kind of end. Of the gist of the story. So like we had. Yeah, a good- he comes up and
1: he's like, "Do you want to try some of this toilet wine?" And I was like, "What?" What.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but- I
1: okay, he was the, talking to Dave's mom and I was like, that yeah, it, it's toilet wine or something. And she was like, Toilet
2: wine? <laughs> like, what the hell do you Scottish I people drink?
1: Everybody. And you were like, What?
2: Yeah, even I was confused. I was like, ah it's like who <laughs> what you talking about toilets? What?
1: what? It was a it was a long day, okay? It was that was the Thanksgiving game.
2: Yeah, against the Raiders. Yeah, that game. Ugh The game's yeah. that game sucked, but uh, that game did suck. But but the, the festivities and stuff like that was all good. Yeah. That that it was it was a good day. It was a good day to be around with everybody and stuff like that. I yeah, had we an awesome out time. Some, uh,
1: Thanksgiving staples. We had some turkey and mm.
2: cranberry sauce and all that
1: good stuff.
2: And everyone wanted to jump on my shoulder that day as well.
1: They sure did. Did, <laughs> did they want to jump on your shoulder, or did you say? Can you take a photo of me and Jay tuck and he's going to jump on the way back?
2: Yeah, then all of a sudden, Kelsey everyone else wanted like, to do no. it. Yeah, and it's like, ah, all right, just jump on my back then, all right.
1: <laughs> Basically, what I'm trying to tell you all is that if you have a chance to run into Paul at a tailgate, you should do it.
2: But don't do it unannounced, because I'll probably end up swinging for the fences.
1: <laughs> as long as you don't touch his um,
2: Oh tailgate. yeah. Yeah, that's one rule you never do to a Dude. Scotsman. Don't lift up the kilt, because you wouldn't do it to a woman. I put it just, that yeah, way. I
1: really think about doing that, but like you know, if we need to remind people, don't do that. Just say, "Hey, Paul."
2: Yeah. How's just, it going? Yep. Just say, "Oh, you're the Scottish guy. You're the Scottish cowboy." Okay, can we say hello? I was like, "Yeah, hey, hi. How you it's doing?" It's
1: Basically painted blue in some capacity. It'll be great.
2: I'm actually thinking about actually kind of retiring that, to be honest, yeah. and not wearing the kilt because. I just want to watch the game and not get pissed, if that makes sense.
1: That's completely fair, honestly. Because that the kilt is just like you're asking people to come up to you. So. Yeah,
2: so I'm definitely considering not bringing it with me. I'll I'll definitely wait when I'm with Brian and making that for the yeah. Thanksgiving game for sure. But for the Seahawks game, I'm my <laughs> God. <like>, no, <laughs> no I'll just go play playing Jane, just normal. Cowboys jersey, some jeans. The
1: jersey?
2: Yeah, Microparsians jersey. I've gotta be.
1: <laughs> there you go. Can you tell we're excited for football season, guys?
2: And it just cannot come soon enough.
1: It's just around the corner
2: oh man like it's so frustrating like well here's the here's the interesting thing at least i've got football here in the uk because uh, the british american yeah. football is, is now underway so my former team east cobride oh, yep they're playing on sunday against tamworth so that will be a, a really good game but it's going to be scorching hot it's going to be like well, I'm just trying I can't remember how to do Fahrenheit. So I do apologize, but it's gonna be like the twenty-fives, twenty-sixes.
1: Feels like ninety.
2: Yeah, so it's gonna be in the nineties, I think.
1: Yikes. Um, here's the thing. I need you to think about your friends back in uh Texas because we're gonna hit the hundreds here soon. I feel it. And I'm not ready.
2: Listen, I'm I'm all about I'm the heat, believe not it or ready. not. Like that's one of the other reasons why I want to like people think I'm insane it's like why do you want to move to Texas? This is where one is the the I love the heat. I love heat. So you can put me in a bait oven and it'll still be good.
1: Oh, that's pretty much what Texas is. So
2: <laughs> send me up.
1: <laughs> that's what we like pools and lakes and bodies of water.
2: Sounds good to me.
1: Tequila.
2: tequila. It makes me happy. <laughs> all
1: right guys well (laughs) we uh we're gonna go enjoy our weekends we're gonna root on the celtic we're gonna hop on a boat we're gonna do all the things and we hope you do too um until then you can catch all the fun stuff um every single day if you subscribe rate review tell uh paul that he is beautiful and you can't wait to see him in texas Oh uh, shucks (laughs) and also, uh, bloggingboys.com has all the stuff that you want to know, so make sure you check that out. Paul, where can they find you and follow along with your Celtic fandom?
2: Uh, yeah, guys, you can follow me at Stu on Instagram and Twitter.
1: You can find me at Meg Murray with uh, Florars on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, yeah, toodaloo!
2: Toodaloo! Dallas Forever, Philly for never.
1: I like it when you say it because I have to say it for, for Kelsey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> do, do you? <laughs> Bye, folks. Bye.